All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Welcome to episode 424 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. I'm back for now. And this week, we've got Daniel Wees, 69th Hello. Blizzard Ken. Hello. Marcus Almighty Mark. Wees. And he didn't bring his... T- pencil because he's tardy hopefully Lonnie will amble along when he gets a chance so this week with me back in the saddle after my trip around the world we're going to pick up the the album slaughter continue with the albums that we picked in the last episode of that which was of course rock and roll over versus dress to thrill there they are. Yeah, I can't even remember what the hell we call these. Oh yeah, studio the studio album, album death, death, death match it's, number it's four. It's been so is. long since I've done an episode of these shops <laughs> that I've forgotten how to host. So the there we go. Um, anyone got any comments that you want to read out from the last episode before we jump into this? You know, because uh, um, I, I have enjoyed watching the episodes that you guys have done on your own, and when you do go through <laughs> them, it's uh, actually entertaining, Daniel. Uh, we had a few comments, uh, but it mo- mostly consisted of their own lists, but but we got a few, mm. like this one, Silver Rocks, he wrote, I just love making lists, so I love this episode. Funny how Mark keeps saying, interesting, <laughs> just like Paul always does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. You're doing well hosting the show, and I love the comments of Daniel. Just spray the record gold, and you have your gold record. I love it. <laughs> I think that yes. that was a funny comment. Uh, yeah. Chad Kaufman or Kaufman, uh, Daniel, you're not alone with fits like a glove. I love that song. It rocks for '80s kids. It's so heavy, especially on the Animalize concert video. It's the perfect Gene song, personal. personality-wise. That's exactly who he was in the 80s. If you were going to do it where you had to pick a Gene song from the 80s era, I feel like you. I gotta pick that one along with War Machine. Uh, Then Bjorn or Bjorn Brenne wrote, my favorite song is Sometimes Strange Ways, Other Days It's Charisma. And none of those songs made our top 21, so that says yeah. it all. It was so on my many. top 21, Charisma, uh, at least. Yeah. Christopher Powell, his favorite song was A Million to One. Did mm-hmm. it, I think one of you had A Million to One on your list. I think it wasn't one of the lists, but, but it didn't make the final cut. Mm-hmm. And finally, I I... Wolf of Nature, he, he often comments on our um, episodes. War Machine wouldn't even make my top 100. So <laughs> that's that just show shows you the variety of Kiss fans and um, how yeah. different they think about the songs. Yes, yeah, 
you, you forgot Charles Bronson's whose favorite song was Read My Body. You know, Charles, you know, <laughs> it's okay to like that song. We understand if that's how you swing. So I think, uh, I think Charles Bronson has a death wish. No, I did see one other comment that uh, I, I would like to mention because Fred Escher, why haven't mm-hmm. they re-released the originals? That actually mm-hmm. seems like a duh no you know, brainer. Yeah. With with yeah. all of these things that they are re-releasing, it would be a per- same with originals too, and maybe even coming up with an originals three. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. And, and Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and uh, Monster as the unoriginals. There we go. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our studio album Deathmatch, and Rock and Roll Over versus Dress to Kill. We know this one's going to be ugly. Because how this silly little game that we're playing works is that we put all of the songs of one album in one cup. We've got Dress uh-huh. Rock and Roll Over for Green. I deliberately did it backwards for the OCD people, just to annoy you. <laughs> and then in, in the red cup, we've got Dress to Kill. All the songs. There, fortunately, for this episode, there are 10 songs versus 10 songs. So what we do is we pick one song out of each cup, and we simply decide which one we'd like better, and everyone tells us that we're wrong. Um, the winner moves on into the Ank of Unknown to go into a future round where we'll uh, go through all of those. So why don't we get started with your thoughts on both of these albums, Daniel. Dressed to Kill and Rock and Roll Over, or Dress to Kill versus Rock and Roll Over, however you want to spin it? Mm, I think um, probably my two favorite studio albums from the 70s. I always liked the uh, pop feeling of Dress to Kill, and it was one of my first albums. I'm holding a copy here that I picked up at a flea market back in the mid-80s, and I like this one. Uh, Rock and Roll Over, on the other hand, a bit harder record, a bit rockier, and uh, equally as good. So so it would sure be hard to pick favorites. I've tried to rank the songs, but I have a lot of songs, like five out of five, five out of five, five, so I don't know how, how it will go. No, that's the fun of this, because we don't know which songs are going to go up against one another, and uh, hope on both of these albums, there are some pretty strong songs and a couple of obvious kind of clankers, at least to my taste. Mark, Rock and Roll Over and Dress to Kill. Um, well, Rock and Roll Over is my favorite Kiss album, period, like from the whole discography. So for me, just I think it's going to be kind of one-sided overall, but you never know with this kind of a game that we do here uh but dress to kill is one of those albums that when i first started getting back into kiss i was you know it was it was okay record but now it's really grown in you know stature for me i really really like that record i think you know neil bogart did a great job you know manning the ship on that one i mean it definitely sounds the best out of the first three like hands down the sonics of it is much better than the first two albums and i think the songs are really catchy so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. If you were to put Dress to Kill against other records, I think they might have fared might might fare better. But I have a feeling that Rock and Roll Over is gonna be a bit of a landslide. But you never know, right? But I I to me it seems like an unfair competition. Hmm. All right. Voice of Reason. What's your take on the two albums? Yeah, these are. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't go wrong with 
the classic Kiss of the '70s. I mean, they're all they're all good in their own way. I I like them all really. Um, but yeah, these are two, you know, well matched albums. I think. Um, yeah, one's produced. I think uh, a little bit more. You know raw gritty production um and versus you know the clean type of uh pop sound almost uh on just to kill so they're both good they have a lot of great songs on each one um I, yes i do prefer one over the other um but we'll see how the songs come out mm. yeah and i'm, I'm the same rocking <clears throat> all over is my favorite kiss album studio album period even above asylum and, you know, I've always seen Dress to Kill as more of a power pop album where Neil came in and set the faders and then went off and got stoned because that's apparently his only contribution to the production <laughs> of that album was, mm-hmm. you know, making it sound like the bubblegum sound that he was well known for producing and the band did the rest. Um, but it's got some really catchy songs and, you know, there are those power pop elements that come in to some of the songs so we'll see how these head off or face off against one another let's get straight into it the first two picks first song is <coughs> ladies in waiting so not what, not what i consider a contender against mm-hmm. hard luck woman mm-hmm. uh, ken let's start with you on ladies in waiting versus yeah, hard luck woman and just start with me um okay Ladies in waiting, hard luck. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with hard luck woman, um, just because I think it's a better, better complete song. Uh, Ladies in waiting is, is, it's a good, you know, pretty, you know, decent um, Gene song. His couple of his songs on Just to Kill, I think, are you know lacking a little, um, but uh, hard luck woman's a really good song, really good vocal, Peter Chris. Sounds great. Yeah, I've always loved that song, so hard luck, woman. Now, does the recent video from Largo servicing with a <clears throat> storming performance of Ladies and Women <clears throat> change your opinion on that in terms of uh, how it translates no, live? No, because it's, yeah, some, some songs translate live better than others uh, for Kiss, and uh, I still think, well, Hard Luck Woman doesn't translate as well as ladies in waiting line but but pulling it from the album and the song itself uh from studio um i have to go with hard luck woman nice all right daniel what's your take on these two songs both of these two songs were towards the bottom of my list ladies in waiting is actually the last song of, of both records my least favorite of both records so i'll have to go with hard luck woman it's a great sounding song. Sounds a bit more like um, Rod Stewart than Kiss, maybe, but that's okay. Um, I don't know. I, I like Peter Chris, Peter Chris's vocals on this one. However, yeah. when you heard it, um, didn't they play this one for for the convention tour or Unplugged with Paul? Sure. And I, yes, I, I thought mm. thought it sounded real good with him as well. So uh, a good written song. Um, not really up my alley, but I have to go with Hard Luck Woman. Nice. So I guess the same question to you. With the rehearsals that recently surfaced, you get to hear Hard Luck Woman live, you know, and, and yeah. hear it clearly. D- 
does that change your opinion of the song dynamically and how it sounded live as well? Uh, there's so much stuff out now. So I've been focusing more on, on the 90s era. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been uh, watching mm-hmm. quite a few leaked concerts from, from that era. So so uh, haven't really got into that stuff. I, I, I went through it real fast, but uh, there's some great material from the 90s era that I, I'm just uh, going nuts watching it on my TV here at home. Nice. Hopefully you guys can do an episode about all that. Mark, Hard Luck Woman versus... Ladies in waiting. Well, ladies in waiting. I I remember when I first got my uh, VHS copies of the Kobo Hall shows from the Alive tour, and noticed that because I watched night two the first couple of times, and then I got to night one and realized, hey, wait a minute, what's this ladies in waiting? That they didn't play Parasite. It was the, those were flip flopped, right? Uh, so I was always kind of like thought that was interesting their performance of that. But when they played it in the, on the Largo, I was like, wow, this is really much better performance of it, I thought, than the Kobo Hall one. I, I thought that they had much more energy to it. Gene was more in character, I thought, on that version of it. Uh, but, you know, lyrically, it's a bit cheesy, you know. I mean, what what Gene's song isn't? But, you know, I, I think overall, uh, I like Hard Luck Woman better. I like the the whole vibe of it. I like the 12-string acoustic guitars, how they used it. I liked how Eddie Kramer you know, recorded that and the texture of it on this on the song. I think Peter Chris's voice is really good on that. <clears throat> I think overall it is a better <clears throat> written song. It was meant for Rod Stewart, so I guess if you're gonna give Rod a song it can't be garbage. It has to be at least something that you thought was decent. Right? So I think overall it is a better better song. So I would go with Hard Luck Woman. Alright, so that makes uh, Lonnie in my opinion irrelevant. So uh Harlock but what is your opinion? A harlot woman by a mile. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a really well crafted song, and that really, really, really must have hurt Paul Stanley to give it up to Peter Chris to sing. So um, you know, but it's Peter Chris singing. Of course, uh, I'm gonna, yeah. of course, I'm gonna go with it. All right, let's move on into the next one. Next song matchup is "Getaway." which is mm. pure pop bliss. I mean, talk about a real toe-tapper there versus, okay, this one should be pretty straightforward. See you in your dreams. Mark, I'm going to start with you on that. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting. <clears throat> because uh, on Rock and Roll Over, I think if there is a weak song on this album or a song that I don't like as much as the other ones, I think this is one of the ones. Uh, I've always thought that Gene's solo album version is a little bit not better, but I don't know. There's something about the the production of that that I like a bit better on the solo album. But it's look, it's still good. It still fits the record. Uh, but I, I for some reason I think I like Getaway a bit better on than than that song. And when I face put them together side by side, uh, I, I just think that it has Ace really stamp all over it writing wise. And it's very, you know, upbeat. Uh, it has some good ace playing. And again, and I like the sound of Dress to Kill. I think that that album sounds really good. Uh, I think this time around, I'm going to have to go with Getaway. Fair enough. Daniel, how about you? Getaway by a mile. Uh, Seeing Your Dreams uh, uh, was my second to last song from, from the two albums. I never thought it w- was uh, at the same 
as uh, of the same quality as the rest of the mm. songs on the album, just as Mark said. Uh, and Getaway is a great fun song. Uh, it's fun to play on guitar, and I do like the lyrics for once. Uh, uh, <laughs> at times, Mark mentioned Kiss write cheesy lyrics, of course, but this one reminds me of, of some of the real early stuff, like Black Diamond or, or uh, one of the songs from from the first album when, mm. when it's, they sound kind of street, you know, uh, yeah. cold gin or something like that. It, it could have fit on on the first album, really. This one. So I've always liked Getaway. I, th- I think it's a, a great Ace Frehley song. Excellent. Ken? Yeah, I... <laughs> I I'm like Mark. I, I I think the the Gene solo album version is, is better than the one on Rock and Roll Over. Um, and that may be because I, you know, I'm starting to think now that I didn't get Rock and Roll Over until right after the solo albums. Mm. Uh, that I've picked it up, you know, I got, you know, Live 2 and then Double Platinum, and then I started getting, like, Love Gun and some other things, and maybe Destroyer and, and whatnot. Um, so, and I think I got accustomed to the Gene Simmons solo version more. Um, so I like I like yeah. the way that one. So I thought, you know, when I heard on Rock and Roll Over, I thought, ah, you know, this is the same song. It's not, a, you know, to me, it wasn't as good as <laughs> as the uh, solo one. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Getaway because I, I think it's a great song, great vocal by Peter. Mm-hmm. Right, which makes my and Lonnie's vote irrelevant again. Um, I'm going with Getaway as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, these I, I consider these two, you know, some of the weaker songs on each album. So it's actually a, a pretty yeah. decent matchup to kind put two weak songs against each other. See You in Your Dreams doesn't sound like a great song to me on either album. Uh, whereas mm. Getaway <laughs> is a toe tapper. You know, it's. Upbeat, yeah. it's poppy, yeah. and while I, I think it's a little underfleshed, it's still a damn sight better than See You in Your Dreams. All right. Um, just catching up, because you know how I lose track of shit. All right, so <laughs> next matchup is... Rock and Roll All Night. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Versus, oh, Calling Dr. Love. Oh. Either of these getting eliminated in the first round is brutal because yeah, you, you got to believe they're contenders to go deep if they're on their own. Mm. Um, Daniel. You get to go first on this. <clears throat> yeah, Rock and Roll All Night is, of course, an all-time classic, as well as calling Dr. Love. Seeing Rock and Roll All Night live this year with Kiss was just bliss. It was perfect, the perfect end to, to a Kiss concert. And it always worked so well live. But this has been said so many times. But, but, the, but the studio version is not at the same level. Uh, not at all. I, I, I've never liked the one on, on Dress to Kill. Uh, Colin Dr. Love, on the other hand, works well on Rock and Roll Over. So I actually have to go with um, Colin Dr. Love. Ooh. All right. 
<clears throat> Mark. Yeah, uh, for me, honestly, I I think I'm going to do the same thing because for me, I have always thought that Calling Dr. Love was one of the more stronger songs in the whole catalog. I always thought that it was a song that's good not only live but on album, just as Daniel said. I mean, a lot of things, but a lot of the times with these Kiss songs, we love these songs in a live context, but when we hear them in the studio versions, we're kind of like, mm, it's not so good, or maybe it sounds weaker, or it doesn't sound as ballsy. But Calling Dr. Love, I don't think you can say it with that one. I mean, that one has such a great grindy, you know, in-your-face sound and production. The drums are all nasty and kind of overloaded a little bit on tape and stuff. So it sounds really good, and it's, it is totally perfect lyrically for Gene's character. And, you know, while Rock and Roll Night is considered a, you know, the Rock and Roll National Anthem, you know, but still, I think overall... I'm I'm kind of just it's been overplayed to death at least for me at least for sure. Uh, if I don't hear it again, it, w- it wouldn't matter to me. I know I'm gonna have tomatoes thrown at me for saying that, but uh, but calling Doctor Love, I can never get sick of that, you know. And plus, the, the the studio version of it is missing a very vital ingredient of the whole Kiss sound is there's no guitar solo on that studio version, you know. Rock and roll, yeah. Yeah. So when I mean that's why I've always preferred even the later versions of it. I think when when he did it like on the live and stuff like that, because you know he did a solo. I mean, not having Ace do a guitar solo and that just seems wrong in my opinion. But I, I think overall, the, when it just boils down to it, the better song in my opinion, writing wise, is Calling Doctor Love. There we are. Okay, Ken. Yeah, it's gonna be Calling Doctor Love. <laughs> I mean, that's one of my first favorite songs uh, from Kiss, um, and still is one of my top songs. It, you know, what's funny is last week we had that twenty-one best mm. year best of Kiss. Rock and roll all night didn't even make the list, right? No. Right, and but Cock, calling Doctor Love did. Yeah. So it kind of tells you something right there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's again one of my favorite Kiss songs from the beginning. So it's gonna win. <laughs> I think we've been doing this too many years now. Everyone thinks the same. (laughs) Hold that thought. Brainwashed. Okay. Brainwashed by each other. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't vote for anything other than Rock and Roll All Night. It is Uh, the KISS national anthem. I love calling (laughs) Dr. Love more as a song than I do um rock and roll all night but rock and roll all night is going to be the last song that the band ever plays live together in any of its formats it is the song that made them it is the song that has been performed at just about every single show since so calling dr love is fantastic okay but go there it's it's the studio album version it's not the live version it's not it, you it know doesn't, from a it live. doesn't matter it's the single uh, it was the first single to show any pulse it had a little pulse come on it's <laughs> it's happy it's uh, oh i love the song i think it's a great great song it's a yeah it's I'm, actually I, I, just, I just can't get over i can't magic i i can't not it doesn't matter. Calling Doctor Love wins. I'm, I'm just being yes. contrarian. I know. I'm just. <laughs> so rock and roll all night 
out in the first round. Ooh. Round is kind of a... Uh, uh, That's just wrong. What would you call a... Yeah, it sounds wrong. A kind of a, a lucky kind of weird thing that happened where, you know, they jammed those two songs together. A lucky It's pretty amazing. Away. Really. It's really amazing. Yeah. Build, build a 45-year... <clears throat> Let's move on quickly before... <laughs> All right. Come on and love me. Versus... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mr. Speed. Oh, Christ. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is another brutal round, and I'm gonna go oh, first. Yeah. Okay. Come on, come on, love you by a mile. Uh, again, it's all the pop perfection that Paul Stanley brings to the table, encompassed in one song here. Mr. Speed, is, in comparison, is a shallow analog of what he was doing so much better a couple of years earlier. And when you think of how quickly they came up with the songs for Dressed to Kill. Come on and love me. Any day of the week for a single from that album, it's it's a no-brainer. You couldn't even get them to do Mr. Speed. People were begging them for years to play that live. <laughs> well, it wasn't even a single. You know, it wasn't an A-side. Oh. Uh, Ken. Yeah, I'll have to go with you. Uh, come on and come on and love me. Um, it's still a, a better, catchier song. Mr. Speed is a, a deep cut that's a really good deep cut um but uh come on love me is better yeah pop perfection kind of written song so there you go there we go daniel i can see how some people might go with uh mr speed but i'm not one of them i have to go with come on love me i think it's uh one of the better song off the album um and I know it's Lana's favorite song. He had mm-hmm. it at number one last yeah. week when we voted for our favorite songs. Yeah. yeah, and I do. I can understand why some people have it as their favorite because it's just pop perfection and catchy, as you said, and um, absolutely a fantastic song. Okay, Mark. Well, it's going to be five for five because I'm going to go with Come On and Love Me as well. I, I think that it's one of Paul's masterpieces that he's written. I mean, he said, you know, numerous times that he doesn't think he can write that song. And if he tried, but you know what? I mean, maybe in latter years, it would have been nice if he at least tried to write a song as good as that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's it is a great song. I mean, not to say that Love Gun and other songs that he wrote weren't good, but this is such a good written song and he didn't have to, and it doesn't take a long time for it to be great it's only like a short three minute song you know and it's fantastic the leads fit perfectly for it yeah. the vocals are all good the harmonies are fantastic in it and even live this is one of these rare songs that daniel likes to compare where live to the studio these are one of this is one of the rare songs where i think that the studio version is pretty good almost as good as the live version of it i mean i was again last night i was watching largo 75 and they play this and fantastic i don't think i've heard them do a bad version of this song live and that's also because it's not an overly complicated song to play it's pretty simple but that's what makes it so great so hands down come on love me super fun to play on guitar as well oh yeah yeah all right here we go if Lonnie's able to join us, I wonder what he's going to say about these. All right, well, this would have been easy. Here we go. This was... Um, wasn't this one of the songs that was on the... 
reunion rehearsals that just surfaced. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Room service versus. Oh yeah. I want you. Oh, two Go openers. Straight. Yeah. It's an down. easy pick. All right, Ken. Easy <laughs> pick then. It's I want you by a mile. Room service, I think, is a, a probably one of the. Uh, openers that you know are not as good as a lot of the other openers so i think room services you know it's a it's a gets off to a good start but i think it's just kind of too frantic in in the vocal style and uh it's not as well written as i want i want you is just a great great song great produced well written um in your face after the lead in acoustic stuff so yeah one of my favorite songs all right mark agree disagree well the funny thing is if this song room service for example if room service was put against any other song on rock and roll over i think i probably would have had a little bit more to think about but i want you is just such an epic song i mean it, it's so well written again another great example of 12 string guitar put in and that kind of haunting in your face really compressed paul vocal in the morning like he's so in your ear on headphones when he sings that i mean it's fantastic and again eddie kramer's production on that album is so good it suits it so perfectly well you know i've always loved room service it has a soft spot in my heart that song i've always thought it was a cool song and you know very you know we're super hip with the ladies kind of lyrics there too uh, they're always picking up all the ladies there for some room service but you know i i think the overall it's it's such a strong song i mean one of my strongest memories of this song is when i saw them do it for the alive three there and they had that disco ball going and bruce and paul are just doing that double guitar thing at the beginning of it it's just such a strong piece of music i mean i i think that you, you couldn't possibly kick i want you out i think i mean that that to me would be almost more blasphemy than rock and roll all night so i'm going with i want you yep same with me i want you is just and you you use the word already mark epic it is a you know a fabulous song really really good live and room service in comparison it lacks the kind of fun and sleazy innuendo that a lot of artists were able to put into their songs it's almost trite and too rushed <laughs> in some ways it's it's a really fun song it's a, again it's a very upbeat you know happy clappy it's, it sounds great live um but against i want you not a chance mm. daniel um paul wrote i think four songs in the same vein so to speak um Love All I Can is a stronger song than Room Service. Anything for My Baby, I, I think, is a stronger song. Come on, love me. And then we have Room Service. All four are great, but against I Want You, it doesn't stand a chance. Um, I think I Want You ended up quite high on our list last week when we rated mm-hmm. uh, our 21 favorite songs. I do think um, Ken had it like in number two or three or something really high, if I'm not remembering it wrong so uh yeah i want you through to the next round all right well here we go this one this again kind of an interesting matchup two-timer waiting for the groans 
versus Two. Baby Driver. Oh, boy. Ah, ah. Yeah, so now, now <clears throat> it gets rough because. Sandler against Driver. This is not an easy one as far as I'm concerned. Mark, take us away. Because you easy. sat back, I could tell you're thinking. Well, yeah. Uh, honestly, they're, they, they, those songs right now, this explains it all. When you mentioned those two songs, I was I, I thought right away, oh yeah, ba- uh, you know, baby baby driver. I'm like I totally forgot that was even on that album. Like that that's how like little I remember that song in the grand scheme of things. It's like oh my god, I totally forgot about that one, you know. And, and you know, the, I don't know. I, I mean, they're they're both sort of I'm gonna say throwaways, although that maybe just too harsh. Uh, you know saying of it but they are to me the the, the throwaways of the record for each record two timer is just I, I think it's almost like one of these things where okay guys we had to finish this record anybody got something gene i, I got something you know and they just kind of just said okay good enough and slapped it together and recorded it it just kind of comes off to me as not overly thought out overly you know worked over and baby driver it's very simple. This is really difficult. I mean, w- w- out of the two, I guess I, I would go with Baby Driver because maybe because I like the I like their album better. Uh, I think the the production of it is still good. Uh, and you know what? While I I love Gene in this kind of character where he's kind of you know the the ultimate ladies man kind of character, uh, I still like Peter Chris's voice a lot on this song so i'm gonna have to stick with baby driver yeah same here peter chris baby driver more developed song and now we've heard the studio rehearsal of the rest of the band learning the song it's much more developed than two timer which is just a trite throwaway mm. i mean it when gene doesn't have something to write about <laughs> he comes up with something like two timer which is just uh complete trash as far as i'm concerned daniel I don't think it's complete trash, but uh, um, it's not one of his favorite. It's not one of his better songs on the album for sure. Uh, Baby Driver, I think I love the chorus in Baby Driver, and you mentioned it. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with Peter Chris's vocals. Uh, he belts this one out, and it uh, it's a real cool song to sing along to. Um, mm. Good chorus. Uh, while two timer just feels strange to sing along to, uh, I've never really got that one. Uh, but uh, it's an okay song. But Baby Driver is uh, far better. So Baby Driver for me as well. Okay, I forgot to write down your last one of "I Want You" versus "Room Service." I want you. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Ken. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Baby Driver also. That that one's actually, you know, I think the first time I heard it, I didn't care for it uh, when the very you know, beginning, uh, but over the years, it's gotten a lot better. So that 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 wins. Drink the green Kool Aid, people. Drink the green Kool Aid. <laughs> you will be converted <laughs> to Team Green. Sorry, it's, a, it's a great vocal. I just yeah, it, it is for sure. Yeah. Right, next matchup is going to be Take Me. Mm-hmm. Where are we taking me? 
You're taking me to... Anything for my baby versus take me. Mm. Mm. Uh, um, this, these two songs are number one and three on my list. So unfortunately, <laughs> one of them ha have to go. Uh, one of them has to go. Um, oh, I really do love anything for my baby, but take me, I love as well. And a lot has to do with they have never been overplayed. I mean, they've always been great songs. But for some reason, the band has done them very sporadically. Uh, I remember Take Me being done '93 at that Foundations Forum concert. Sounded great. Uh, anything for my baby is pop perfection. Uh, uh, but I do think the riff in Take Me, you know, the da 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 da, that one puts Take Me over the top because I always like a good kiss riff and this is one of the better ones uh, so I'll, I'll go with Take Me Alright, I agree Take Me because anything for my baby to me is the least of Paul's songs from Dress to Kill whereas <coughs> Take Me is a pure mm. contender um, and that's just the difference they're both very very good songs but just like Daniel <coughs> said Take Me has the edge Mark yeah, you know, the funny thing with anything for my baby is that when I first heard that song, I was like, is this like, you know, another attempt at like rock and roll night has a scene kind of do, 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 drum beat at the beginning. I was like, oh, what's going on here? It almost kind of caught me by surprise that I had a similar drum beat and that sort of anything for my, that kind of barbershop quartet thing that you almost do together. There. You know, it's it's a catchy song. It definitely fits the vibe of the album for sure, you know, Uh but you know take me i mean that's that's a that's a strong song i mean when they were playing like you know those tours in 76 77 that was being played a lot you know and that riff the beginning and and even paul's opening lines put your hand in my pocket grab onto my rock it's that's so perfect that lyric you know i, I i've always thought that at this on this album they were finally, I think, discovering who they were as songwriters and what they wanted to be viewed as, you know, as songwriters and as characters in this band. So all the songs I think on here are very strong that way as far as lyrical messages that they're trying to send out. I mean, Paul's trying to be the star child, you know, the love man, you know, and it's all over that song, too, you know. So I, I, I have to go with Take Me. It's just fantastic song. Yeah, I'm gonna go with "Take Me" also. Just a great song. It could have been the it could have been the leadoff song actually on the album. Uh, it, it's that good. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it could have swapped. You know, I want you and that. So, yeah, for the same reasons you guys said, and uh, it's just a better written song, complete song, and just great, great uh, vocal <laughs> and performance by Paul. There we are. Another semi-unanimous, because Lonnie's not here, decision. Semi. Semi. So we're moving on. <laughs> Ladies' Room. Ladies. Uh, versus... She. Mm. All right, I go first on this one. Ladies' Room. Just because she is so turgid. 
in comparison with the upbeat. It's a nice contrast, but it's not kind of super moving. I love what they do with it live, but this is the studio version again that we're talking about. And it's a tough one. It really it's a tough decision between either of these songs because there's no doubting she is a, a really great song and just how it was transformed by Kiss really makes a difference. But I'm sorry, ladies room. It's it's kind of a no-brainer for me. Ken? Yeah, this is... Uh, it is kind of difficult. And... Yeah. Uh, I do like she a lot, but I'm going to have to go with Ladies' Room. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's kind of a toss-up for me. But just based on it's... The she is so, you know, kind of... St- you know, slow too. It kind of drags on a little bit too much um, on Just to Kill, um, but I still like it a lot. But I'm gonna have to go with Ladies Room. Sabbathy versus Slatish. <laughs> Daniel. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll go with She. Um, it's not even close for me. I think yeah, Ladies Room is sort of a throwaway on on Black Roll Over. Uh, one of the weaker song songs uh she always liked the guitar parts uh, uh they have quite a few different riffs in that one and of course it developed through the years live uh to a fa- fan favorite it was done on a lot of lineups for me the uh, revenge era did an awesome version which can be seen in the video uh if you listen to tokyo from 95 or watch that video, uh, you can see a great version, I think. Um, so um, she is, and as you said, it's kind of slow, um, and it's in uh, stark contrast to the other songs, but I do like to have some variety on the album, because, uh, and it's a leftover from, from mm. I guess, uh, that are Wicked Lester sessions. Mm. I do miss, the only thing I miss is uh, the flutes. <laughs> yeah. That would have put it over the top. <laughs> I guess anything any, anything for my baby was yeah. that That was a Wicked Lester song as well. Both are great. No, Love Her All I Can. Love Her All I Can it was, yeah. Love Her All I Can. All right, Mark. Well, it's interesting because these songs uh, are very high on my list for different reasons. I mean, she... I I always loved the song in the live capacity. When it, whenever they were gonna play this, I knew okay, Ace's solo was coming up. You know, he's gonna have the smoking guitar and blah blah. So I used to love love that song for it. And you know, it's it's not a bad song. Three part harmonies, they do it pretty good live. You know, it does have a bit of a more heavier edge to it. But you know, Ladies Room is such a classic Kiss song in my opinion. I mean, it it's everything about Kiss. It is in there. I mean, Kiss is about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, and it's that. that meet us in the ladies room i mean the, come on that's that right there is a, what kiss was all about now there's the one thing that i have to say what made this difficult to choose is that the studio version of the song i never liked it that much because the, the guitar like it's like did somebody forget to turn the the, the gain up on paul's amp when that started because it's like dun, 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 dun. it's so thin sounding as a guitar it doesn't have any balls to it on the record but overall i still think it's a better song in my opinion i know daniel's gonna be heartbroken me saying this but uh, i i do think that it's 
when I think Kiss, that's one of those kind of songs that, you know, I kind of think is like a trademark thing. Like you tell somebody, like there's a Kiss song called Ladies Room. They'll roll their eyes and say, yeah, I, I'm sure there is. Where if you tell them there's a song <laughs> called She, they'll be like, you know, what is that? What does that even mean? Like they wouldn't, they would right away be more identified, I think, to Ladies Room than a song like She. But overall, I think I like Ladies Room better. I'm kind of surprised by that because I think she is such a guitar-driven song. Uh, I thought it's, for sure you would like it. Would I do, I do like it, but I, but this is one of those songs where I definitely like it more live than I do on studio. Studio, it's a bit slow. Uh, it's uh, not so. It doesn't have the same energy that it does live. You know. Uh, that's true. That's true. And here's an admission: one of the first song Kiss songs I learned how to play on guitar, rhythm-wise, anyway, is <laughs> she. I've never bothered with ladies' room. She is freaking fun on guitar. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, just completely yes. fun. It's so fun to play. And here I am voting for Ladies Room. There you go. That's the absurdity of being a kiss fan. You talk yourself out ah, of anything. Ah. Lonnie seems to be here, right. finally. Well, Lonnie, you're, you're just in time for... We can't hear you, though. Be really nice to hear you. You're muted. He's just said fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, he's muted. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see okay. if. Turn on the microphone. <clears throat> Turn like it up louder. Turn it up to ten. Shout it! Shout it! I love yeah. it loud. You can always use like mute. cardboard and just hold just up. Gonna fuck with Lonnie for the rest of the show now. <laughs> there he is. He, he uh, comes rushing in to join us, and everyone starts harassing him because we can't hear him. He oh, comes in, oh, he goes now, out. Look, oh. Now you made him leave. Nice job, guys. <laughs> oh man! It's like, God damn it! Who's been Netflixing on my? All right, here we go. Meanwhile, he's throwing his computer against the wall. Yeah. All right, next matchup is Love Her All I Can versus Love Them and Leave Them. Love versus Love. Mm. Um, what was, the first, what was love, the first song? Love Her All I Can. Okay. Or Love Them and Leave Them. <clears throat> mm, I'm going to go with Love Her, love her All I Can. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, just another great song. Though I like Love Them and Leave Them, but... Uh, you know, and that's a. You think I'd pick the Gene song, but I'm gonna pick what I feel is the the better song. Uh, overall, I can. I just think it's really, really good. Well, there we are, uh, Mark. Yeah, honestly, for me, this is this is a no-brainer for me. Love her all I can. I mean, the, this is one of those songs where the first time I heard, it, I was like, wow, this has some really good energy to it, and I've always loved that guitar playing it. That dan it and it comes in with that it's so upbeat and driving and as soon as they come with the harmonized vocals that's when I was completely sold I'm like this is fantastic like where were these songs earlier on in the record you know this is like the record is good but I mean more of that kind of stuff would have been fantastic I I really loved it there was nothing in that song that I didn't like about it and while Love Him Leave Him is a typical kind of Gene song to me it's just not as memorable it starts off like so like dan 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 like so like primitive sounding compared to the other song but you know it's still 
it's very you know love them leave them that whole kind of don't don't mm-hmm. very yeah. very cerebral sort of primitive sort of rhythm section parts in that but it's i just don't think it compares to the upbeat upbeat for powerful sounding harmonized vocal i just everything about that song i love it, it's it's hands down for me love her all i can easily all right daniel love her all i can all the way it's one of my top 20 songs for sure um and I, I, it's i i like that version that wicked lester did i, I like the vocals from paul paul had did some real cool uh, you know raw jang paul stanley yeah. vocals on that one uh, really nice if you haven't heard that go listen to it it's a real ah kind of a good track already mm-hmm. back back in the day so uh uh i guess paul found this and uh, kind of gave new life to it by adding some stuff but that riff it kind of reminds me of the riff and she you know and this is kind of similar um, yeah but but this is more of an upbeat, um, a happy, go lucky song, um, and uh, I I don't even think I would put I want you over this one because I like it so much. Mm, wow. Yeah. Maybe maybe take me, but um, I'm not sure. Love her all I can. I hate happy. <laughs> I love love her all I can. It's in my top ten of kiss songs. It's a song that I'm fully ready to perform live at any time, guitar-wise, and, well... Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Some, Let's hear it. Vocally. Oh, I was ready for the Kiss Cruise. I, I had two songs that oh. I had totally worked up that I was just ready, because I'm horrendous at remembering lyrics. Uh, mm. But, you know, we did rip it out <clears throat> instead, so... Um, Love Her All I Can. Yeah, I, I adore that song. It's a complete rip of the Naz in the beginning. But it is just so, you know, Paul Stanley was learning a craft when he wrote that song, and it's clear. But it's also clear that he had a, a, a talent, you know, to take these elements of inspiration from other artists and to turn it into something completely uh, his own. So he, he, great songwriter. And I, again, when I learned how to play She, I was also learning how to play Love Her All I Can because they're mm-hmm. just very... They're the sort of songs that once you feel comfortable on a fretboard or even uncomfortable, that you can kind of start figuring out for yourself and then playing along to it and not, you know, ignoring the lead part, which is a whole different ball of wax. Just super fun to do. Well, we'll have to have Lonnie, you know, hopefully get back on the show so that he can break all these dre- dreaded ties that we've got here <laughs> this is just horrendous how we're, we're just so you know we're in such conflict today <laughs> and again it all comes down to the matchups and that's the whole idea of doing a an album killer in this way all right final final matchup Lonnie, you coming back you got your mic no all right rock bottom Versus making love, which mm. isn't as bad as I thought it might be. Mark. Mm. Well, I don't know. This is this is interesting because I I think Rock Bottom has the interesting guitar introduction 
you know, that Ace concocted there and that they tag tagged at the top of the song. I mean, really, the song, they're, they're like two songs made into one because that, I think that's almost, they should have almost named that as an instrumental piece, that introduction part, and it just started. They called that, it, Gene, Gene had once said it, it was it's called George, the name of that instrumental George. Piece. That's what he said. <laughs> well, he also named his, his boot Alfalfa, too, so, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't. I wouldn't take anything too seriously from him, but you know, I, I think it would have made more sense if it was split that way. I mean, rock bottom as a song, it's just very, very simplistic, very, uh, you know, very basic. I mean, the, making love isn't exactly dream theater either, but uh, I, I think I kind of like that riff a bit more. And I mean, and of course, it has the most epic drum roll of old time from Peter Chris at the end it's like wow is he trying to be Neil Peart there or something like it's unbelievable how he just finally he used every drum in his kit I think that was the first time on record he did that you know but it's it's I think it's more a song that I can say is a is a kiss song you know well when I when I think of strong kiss songs making love is one of those ones that they played it a lot on tour as well it was a it was a concert staple and i think on album again it sounds great on rock and roll over it had the right production it had the right you know people behind the board doing that so i'm going with making love okay so you hate george all right everyone out there <laughs> called george mark did not vote for you uh yeah of course gene liked names because he called his belt buckle alfred or something he had a spider that was his belt buckle that he spent <laughs> in 1975 showing to people. So there we go. All right, Daniel. Yeah, Make a Love, uh, as Mark said, one of the stronger Paul Stanley riffs on the album. Um, I never really liked how it translated live when he sang the chorus live. He stopped like singing and started just screaming. Yeah. It did the, uh, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, so, so and sometimes he just starts screaming, you know, gibberish, just <laughs> not, nothing at all, just screams. Uh, so I never liked that, uh, but uh, so that's one of the songs that I think is actually stronger on on the studio album than on the live album. Um, one of the few. Uh, always loved the riff, uh, so. Um, uh, which was the other one? It was rock uh, bottom. Rock bottom, yeah, rock bottom. It always felt like two songs put together, you know, into one. Mm. Uh, never really. Maybe they could have done something more with it, but I guess that Paul Stanley's rock bottom was so short, so they needed to add something. And uh, I have this instrumental. Yeah, let's put it together. And there we have the song. Even though when I first bought this album, it was by far my favorite song. Uh, I re- remember distinctively ca- that it caught on real fast for me, but uh, over the decades it has dropped quite a bit. Uh, but I, I still like it. But "Making Love" is a better song to me. Okay, Ken. Yeah, I mean I like both, but uh, "Making Love," you know, Paul's kind of tip of the hat to Led Zeppelin on that one. Um, it's just. A great riff, you know, great vocal, great everything. Um, and, uh, you know, Rock Bottom, if he didn't have the instrumental, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been as good 
I kind of like the instrumental and then it kind of comes in the way that worked. But uh, I think Rock Bottom by itself even was kind of something's missing from that that song. So Making Love was uh, the winner for me. I know which I'd prefer, definitely. <clears throat> Rather be doing one than the other. No one wants to hit Rock Bottom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Making Love. Uh, that riff is just monstrous. And again, it's one of those songs that uh, the 93 or 92 to 95 lineup absolutely slayed. Mm-hmm. That Some of the versions that they did of that song are just fantastic, as, of course, it was a, you know, a popular song in the 70s. So, Lonnie... Hey, can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now, right Just at the end. I, of- I called in tech support in the form of my wife, and she figured out what the hell was going on. <laughs> right, we're done. Great, right. we're done. Perfect. All right, so no, let's like uh, forty-five just- minutes to go. Just just for the sake of it, let's go through these quickly with Lonnie. Uh, ladies' room versus... We 45 minutes to go. Last week we did an hour and 45 minutes. No, not with me, you didn't. No, none of, none of that. So uh, here, here, here are the songs. We're going we're gonna to blast through it quickly with you. Uh, ladies in waiting versus hard luck woman. Hard luck woman. All right. Uh, see you in your dreams versus getaway. Uh, see you in your dreams. Oh, jeez. There's always one in an audience. Um, <laughs> Dr. Love Doctor Love versus Rock and Roll All Night. Ooh, that's a good one. It is. I'm going to go Rock and Roll All Night, though. Cause the Thank iconic, you! I, the iconicness of the song. What I say? What I say? What I say? That's exactly what Julian, I. Julian, are you the only one that said? Rock he was the only one. Yeah. Oh, you guys are terrible. Exactly. Yeah. It's the studio right. version. Mr. Speed versus Come On and Love Me. Ooh, that's bad. That's real bad. But I what sung the pra- but I sung the praises of Come On and Love Me last week, so I have to say Come On and Love Me. Right. Yeah, it was a yeah. landslide for that. All yeah. right, I want you versus room service. I want you. All right. Unanimous. Um, anything for my baby? Oh, no. Baby Driver versus Two-Timer. Baby Driver versus Two-Timer. That's good, too. That's real good. I'm going to go Baby Driver. Everyone else did. No. Yeah. It's good, though. We're a bunch of sheep, damn it. All That's right. good, though. So, That's tough. Yeah. Take Me versus Anything for My Baby. Ooh, that's good, too. Yeah. Oh, I love both songs. But I'm going to go Take Me. Unanimous. Really? Mm. You're really doing a great job of breaking all these songs. It's ties. a good thing I really joined in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ladies in Waiting versus... Oh, wait. No. Ladies Room versus She. Ladies Room. She. I'm going to go She. Oh, good. Thank you. Da- yeah, you're with Daniel on that. <laughs> Sorry, that's my food arriving. Um, <laughs> love her all I can versus love them and leave them. Uh, love her all I can. Unanimous. Unanimous there. Yep. And then rock bottom versus making love. Making love. Unanimous. Unanimous. Really? Man. <laughs> yep. See, I wasn't missed at all. You guys didn't need me at all of that. 
<laughs> so there we go. Out of Dress to Gill versus Rock and Roll Over, moving on into the next round, our hard luck woman, Getaway, calling Dr. Love. Coming to love me? I want you. Baby Driver. Peter Cruz. Take me. Ladies room. Love her all I can and making love. So that's a good split between the two albums actually to be going mm-hmm. forward. One did not dominate the other with these matchups that have occurred. And there we have it. Which ones of these songs do you prefer? Which ones do you think we got egregiously wrong? And let's draw the next album matchup. Yep. Whenever oh boy. we get around to doing nope, the next no one. Predictions. First album up yeah, is Creatures of the Night. Ooh. Ooh, good album. Versus. Uh-oh. Peter Chris. No, that's not in here. <laughs> Sonic Boom. Oh. 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 Wow. I don't know if we'll five panels for that. <laughs> Creatures of the Boom. Yeah, that'll be interesting, actually, because, it dep- again, it's all down to the matchups, and there could be a couple there that uh, sees Boom yeah. make it into the next room, but I don't um. really freaking think so. Because. Um, well, no. we thought this was going to be a landslide, too, right? With Rock and Roll Over, right? And yeah. that didn't end up like that. To a certain extent, but there we go. You know, so give us your thoughts, give us your comments. You know, we're enjoying reading through the comments each week. Um, even when I'm not around and I get to listen in on these guys go through the comments. It's uh and by the way guys, you guys have done some really good shows while I've been absent without leave. I've enjoyed listening to the episodes. I have not had my band hammer out going, Oh Jesus, I left them the keys of the fridge. Uh, no you you guys rock so thank you very much you're an entertaining bunch to listen to as well so you got my vote of approval and all of you out there you have my vote of approval too we appreciate you listening to us and we shall see you next time peace out thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.